0: Hello, everybody. FPL teacher here. Starting the Sunday reviews with Leeds nil, no, Arsenal one. We recap what Leeds continue to do well at Allen Road. This time in full voice against an Arsenal side who were forced to defend a one 0 lead. I'll be taken extremely well through Bukayo Saka, and we look for FPL gems among the chaotic win. Leeds. Now, I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of games with extremely short turnaround. Number one, for FPL purposes, because we know that the same lineup, the same tactics and the same philosophy and mentality carries over from game week to game week relatively easily. And secondly, well, whatever we see in terms of player form will also carry forward. This means that if you are a Patrick Bamford owner like myself, there is a definite Huge reason to sell considering the alternatives. Now, in terms of philosophy, Leeds employed their extremely well-coordinated high press and it proved fruitful this time, at least in terms of shots. Sinistera's shot in the second minute, Rodrigo's in the tenth, even Harrison's 45th minute shot towards the end of the first half all resulted of them winning the ball of Arsenal extremely well. Now, curiously enough, they reacted to Arsenal's high line in the second half extremely proactively, trying to press Arsenal's defence all the way well into the second half. But really, it came down to where they won the ball that mattered most. In the first half, their defence elected to win the ball high up the pitch, pressing Arsenal's wingers, especially their fullbacks, extremely well, trying to cut off the lanes between centre-back and full back. But really, the crucial connection here was when Leeds won the ball, what they did with it. See, the thing about Leeds press is that when they win the ball off Arsenal up high, their tendencies were just to shoot with the player that won the ball. If not, play a simple pass out wide and elect with a cut and shoot type of decision. In the second half, however, they won the ball slightly deeper so that they could release runners in behind. So Patrick Bamford's shot in the 53rd minute was one of... An Arsenal full but after substitutions were made, you can see that in the 59th minute, in this Sarah shot, 66, 70th minute, all were through balls played behind the Arsenal high line. Now, for FPL purposes, this means that Leeds at home are an extremely interesting FPL proposition. So I'm going to pull up Leeds FBR, FDR now, and at home, Leeds next up will play Fulham in game week 13, Bournemouth in game week 15, right before the World Cup. In that particular sense, if you can predict a high-pressing midfielder that will profit, namely in this case Aronson and Sinisterra, you will be well within the points. Really, the question comes down to opportunity cost, as there are many similarly priced midfielders who will be vying for your attention. Okay, Arsenal. I'm going to employ a little bit of narrative talk here, at least a little bit of anti-narrative talk here, and ask the question, since when have we seen Arsenal play on the back foot against a team outside the top six? Really, we have to give credit to Leeds' performance, but we've done that already. So we'll look at how Arsenal reacted to the huge pressure that Leeds put on them. If you looked at this match post-game, and if you were to guess which team got 16 shots and which team got nine, with four on target each, you would never guess that Arsenal would have been outshot by Leeds United here. But Arsenal had to make do with the extremely little time they had, despite having huge amounts of space to play into. The biggest factor of all of this, Martin Odegaard. Odegaard himself had, I think, four shots across the entire 90 minutes, <clears throat> and this was largely dependent on the trademark automatisms that Arsenal players had in store. Firstly, the left-sided triangle so-called of Jesus, Martinelli and Zaka did not exist primarily because in a reactionary setup that required engineering solutions on the fly, Gabriel Jesus actually drifted to the right side, working with Bukayo Saka, and, you guessed it, Martin Odegaard. The sequence of play here, really, when Arsenal had that extra half a second on the ball waiting for Leeds to press them was that an extremely long ball would go forward. Jesus wouldn't win the first ball but at least he would try and cushion it into an area where Bukayo Saka and Martin Odegaard would win the ball. And it is there where Arsenal utilised their pace and their quick decision-making to find either Martinelli or Granit Xhaka somehow pushing all the way up the centre-forward in the box. So really... In this type of situation where Arsenal are not expected to have majority of possession, you are looking at Bukayo Saka as playmaker and in some sense, Martin Odegaard as finisher. Now, I know the headlines in terms of FPL read the other way around, but really, Martin Odegaard is at the end a majority of Arsenal's chances. With Bukayo Saka restricted to a strictly wide role, of course, here, if you watch the highlights, you'll see, you'll be more impressed by Bukayo Saka's finish the more you watch it. So, all of this comes down to Odegaard's decision-making in the final third because he's the one in those prime goal-scoring positions, but he elected to square it for Bukayo Saka this out. As for everyone else, Martinelli will continue to strive, but not from a wide position. He did have a couple of playmaking passes that he that was that was snuffed out by the Leeds defence in this particular case. But really, Martinelli and Granit Xhaka strive in environments where they control. So after the blank, you're looking at Southampton away, Forest at home, as well as Wolves away right before the World Cup. And these are situations where Arsenal are in full control. So at the very least, we can be optimistic that Arsenal will not experience this type of fast-paced game. In conclusion, a result was there for the taking for Leeds and it was unfortunate that Bamford missed this penalty. If not, the narrative surrounding both teams could have been extremely different. Just like the Forest Wolves game, Leeds continue to do well at home and it just comes down to who eventually benefits. As for Arsenal, they seem... Well, the narrative, once again, will spin around the fact that they found the quote-unquote metal to win games 1-0 away from home that are difficult such as this so really the question comes down to whether you trust Arsenal to be in full control for their next few away games or do you feel that they will retain control of the ball this is the FPL teacher speaking stay tuned for a prompt update of Aston Villa nil Chelsea 2 coming up next